Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cold Heart Truth Podcast. I'm Jack Smith. I'm Shrikar Rajendran. And I'm Anish Gupta. And, you know, Super Wild Card Weekend is what it was made out to be. In reality, you know, we got a decent week of football and some not-so-super games. Uh, before we get into breaking those down, how are you guys doing, and how was your football weekend? I had a great football week. Uh, I was able to watch the Niner game. Very, very thrilling. Um, I mean, the Niners just know how to make you, like, just worry and panic at the worst times. Um, so it was a great game. Glad they came out with the dub, and I can't wait to watch them play Green Bay this week. It was a great football week, and I like all the other games we got as well, even though, you know, a lot of blowouts, but still a lot of takeaways. So I, I liked it. Yeah, um, just saying, if the Browns were here, it'd be a lot more exciting than it actually is. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a good slate of games, and I mean, you know – all, all three of us had a five and one or better record. One of us, unfortunately, represents the five and one. The other two are six. No, like that's what I get for trusting Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're always wrong. Like, it's always when we don't pick the Pats and you do, it helps us. I feel like every yeah. time. But Except uh, <laughs> when I picked him over the Chargers. Yeah, that one. That one was a good one. The Yeah, so the games were fun. I, I know the blowouts. I guess a lot of people don't really like them. I don't know. I thought the Bucks eagles blowout at first was pretty fun, but... You know, I thought it was a good weekend, and I'm excited for next. Week. I would have been fine, I think, if it was just Steelers, Chiefs, and Bucks, Eagles that were blowouts. But the fact that like the Patriots, Bills game wasn't everything even a game, was, yeah. That that was kind of disappointing. My football weekend is that was, the most. I was that your. I wanted the Rams, Cardinals to be close. I did too, and I, that so that one I'd say well. is a little bit more disappointing than the Pats, Bills one. That's because true. In the cold and the play was probably not going to be as spectacular as like a you know amazing catch in SoFi, and you know someone would have been there to witness it. That's true. Yeah, that's what I was getting into. My football weekend was great. I uh, was deciding whether I wanted to, if you listened to the last episode, whether I was going to try and go to Monday Night Football, the first ever playoff game at SoFi Stadium for Cardinals Rams. Ended up going and it was, I bought my ticket and it was great because the day before I hit a a five-leg parlay that basically paid for my ticket. So that that was pretty nice. Uh, Evened itself out, got to go to the game. SoFi Stadium is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I'd been to some nice stadiums, but I'd never been to like a dome. I'd never been to any one of these, you know, new revamped, super expensive stadiums. Uh, It was, it's an experience, everything from like the mariachi band they have to the indoor outdoor facilities. Like it's absolutely fantastic. If you haven't been and you ever get a chance, I definitely recommend it. And, you know, the game wasn't great, but it's cool. I can say, you know, I was at the first ever playoff game at SoFi Stadium. So, you know, super cool memory. First couple of weeks of college. That was really fun, but Let's recap some of these games. And we're starting with the first one that happened, Raiders-Bengals. Let's start with the controversial call. I mean, let's, I think, get that out of the way first. There's an errant, there's, you know, a whistle that the ref did not mean to blow. Thought Joe Burrow was out of bounds. Ended up being a touchdown. And they sided in favor of the Bengals. They did not call the play dead, which is technically what the rules are. What are you guys' thoughts? You know, did it change the game all that much? All the Raiders fans that want to complain and say that, you know, that's the reason they lost. What do you guys think about that? I don't think it's the reason they lost. I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think it was the right move because technically, according to the rule book, you got to blow it dead and you got to go again. But at the same time, like they, they just called it at a very, like, how do I say it's at a very inopportune time. Like yeah. they had good intentions. They just, the whistle came a little late. So I think, I think you can go either way with that call. I don't think it changed the whole outcome of the game. I don't think it tipped the scales in any way. Um, you know, I just think it wasn't the right call. And, you know, it's something we're going to see in every game. It's something we saw in every game in wildcard weekend. And unfortunately for the Raiders, you know, it just broke that way. So I don't think it was a horrible call, but according to the rule book, 
it just wasn't the right one. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I would say the biggest thing that caused the loss is the penalties. Um, yeah. They shot themselves in the foot. And, you know, Alex Leatherwood, it was a pick. Actually, someone texted us about it or me about it and said, I remember you guys clown on the pick on the live. Remember we did the draft live and they picked him at 17. We were like, what the hell? So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's coming back to bite them. I, they took them too early. As it uh, always I mean, does for the Raiders in the first round. Yeah. Always, <laughs> hey, which we might, you know, maybe if we want to talk about Mayock real quick, but like, you know. I mean, that's an episode for a future. Yeah, that, that's yeah. an episode's <laughs> worth of argument. But um, I, I think, yeah, Leatherwood just really sold this team. Uh, I thought Derek Carr played well considering the conditions. And, you know, it's just these guys, again, a lot of them are young and it's their first game really in the winter up there. Because think about it, right? They've played like 10 games in a dome. Um, and they're also playing Western. So I thought they played pretty well. Zay Jones is a find. I think he's going to have a great next year. And then as for the winning team, the Bengals, um, this is just, this is just a sign of things to come. Like, you know, the fact that they can do this while being this young, right. That just bodes well for them moving forward because you're only gaining experience. You only have to go up from here. Uh, and you know, the first win in, I believe 31 years exact. Yep. Uh, so good for them. And I think the biggest question will be that defensive line now without Larry Ogunjobi uh, for them going in, going forward, especially with Derek Henry coming back. But uh, yeah, all around great game. I, I think my biggest question for the Bengals and I'll talk about the Raiders in a second is the fact that this game ended up being close. Like that is not, I don't think a good reflection on the Raiders. I think that's the Bengals fault. They took their foot off the gas pedal. Zach Taylor had been absolutely killing it with play calling down the stretch of the season. And I thought he really took a step back in this one. His commitment to the run for a team that was absolutely blowing people out with the pass. It, it kind of weirds me out. Like, hmm, I, I don't, I kind of, so I disagree just because throughout the time the Bengals have played the Raiders, especially in his tenure, they've won by running the ball. Like I know they've won by running the hundred plus yards, the first three games. And like, well, in, like that's that's January that's a, that, weather, right? That's not always the cause. Like just cause you run for a hundred yards doesn't mean a hundred yards is the reason you win. No, no, I get it. But I just think like for him, right. They kind of thrive on ending games or, you know, something big in the third or fourth quarter off a big pass play. Right. I think they break it down with the running game, but I am like, sorry, I to cut you off, but like, I kind of agree with you saying that, you know, Zach Taylor's plays are inconsistent. But I just thought the running for this particular game was fine. That's why, like, I like Ryan. They just, like that they point, just had I, chances to wrap it up before, and they yeah. didn't take advantage. At that point, I understand about the running ball, but the fact that they they barely – I don't remember the exact amount of snaps. I was listening to the, the PFF tailgate podcast. They did not, like, actually build play action off the run. Like, he barely threw off play action in that game. So it's like, if you're going to establish yeah. the run, then use play action, like, off of it. And Mixon had 17 carries. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's. I think that's a little too low, in my opinion. Really, I, I disagree with you guys. The I mean, seventeen carries, forty-eight yards. So well, it wasn't even. I mean, here's much. the thing. Like, the I think the Bengals won this game more by the Raiders selling themselves. So I think the Raiders it, lost. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have been in that position if the if the Bengals kept their foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, I, I will give you that. I just I don't know because I thought the passing game was working right so I guess they could have run it because like Jamar was absolutely torching up that secondary and I know it's like you're sense. playing it and it's and it was Desmond Trufant out in coverage like yeah, yeah. who's slow you, you're not gonna catch him no yeah I've honestly been I've been impressed by Zach Taylor though I, I gotta I, give it dude, up to I, him. and that's the thing is like I got so I gotta give him credit to being impressed with him over the last couple of weeks of the season that the, for them to kind of like go back into their shell a little bit I, yeah. I just don't think like. I said it uh, in one of my sports classes this week. If the Bengals play call like they did last week, I don't think they beat the, the Titans. 
Agreed. Right. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. You yeah. don't want to get into a, a slow running match with, with the Titans. Yeah. And I feel like they'll, eat, they'll, they'll win the time of possession every time. Like, mm-hmm. they will. You don't want to get into that. because They're, they're going the to out-physical time possession this since you too. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to move on? Patriots, Bills. Uh, not, not a whole ton to talk about in this one. Just an absolutely perfect game from the Buffalo Bills on offense and a, a near-perfect game for them on defense. Who wants to start? I mean, uh, I, you want to go? No, you can, you can go. All right. I thought, hey, cause you gotta shout out the boy Joshua freaking Allen. Love that guy. Um, I think this just goes to show you the difference between a, you know, a marginally good quarterback and a great quarterback. Josh, you know, has finally proven to the media, I think in the last couple of years, that he he was the talent that the Buffalo Bills should have taken. I remember he got booed and people were like, oh my God, is this the guy? He's inaccurate. Um, I think the biggest thing about him is his leadership and how he's rallied this team together. And same thing with the safeties, Hyde and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Like this was, I think they remember Shrikar said they'd went out, win the division and do this. So I think they were thinking that in their mindset too. Like they were not having it from the media. I think the Bills team was just more, how do I say this? More driven and more motivated. I feel like the Pats rode behind the whole narrative that, oh, it's Belichick. Like hmm. he'll get us past the first round. Like you, you got to have faith in him. Um, you know, cause I can talk about all the football I want in terms of just the bills play calling was incredible. I thought it was a well balance of everything. They got the running game going. They got, um, Allen really loose. I thought that was the biggest key. And we all thought that that was what bill check would take away. They didn't take away anything. Like that was the, that no. was the resounding takeaway on the game is like, I don't know what their game plan was because they did not take away a single part of the Buffalo offense. No, I mean, but here's, so I think maybe in his head, he's thinking like, or at least I don't know why they didn't spy more. And just honestly go man coverage because you yeah. have you have a JC, right? And you if you go too high, right? Now I'm getting a little schematic, but if you go too high safeties and you put, you know, your guy, your your guys on their guys, right? And it's a man-on-man matchup, you can easily have double team on digs over the middle with Devin McCordy who's a great yeah. safety. I thought they just put JC on, you know, a guy like Colby, yeah, something shadow, like that. Shadow cover. Yeah, and then just double digs, and then you would have been fine. They didn't do that at all. They didn't, yeah, as Jack said, they didn't take anything away. I thought they'd take away Josh Allen's legs and he was, you know, he was running free. He was perfectly fine. Um, I think for New England, they made all those signings in free agency just to be two games better and get smoked in the wild card round. So it's like the road isn't clear from here because you don't have a ton of money this year. Um, I think they're sitting at around like 20 million cap space and you still got to sign your draft class. You got to bring back JC Jackson. Mac Jones is going to need weapons. You got to find a pass rusher, you know, to go alongside Matthew Judon. It's just a, they're going to find a lot of answers in the draft, but then again, they're, you know, picking towards the bad end. So I don't know what new England is going to do. Now this off season is going to be very interesting because you know, there's a lot more questions than answers. Yeah. I mean, like the, the reason that they played that they were so good under Belichick, it was first of all, Belichick, but like Brady took, a big step and became an elite quarterback. Like he's the still type of prototypical, you know, pocket passer mold that Mac Jones is in doesn't have the best arm is, is like really accurate, but like he found that next step. I mean, I don't know if Mac Jones has that from what we've seen so far. It's something that we're going to find out next year. I mean, yeah, not, not everyone's going to be on the pace as Brady. And also I I know, but not the same pace, but like, yeah, I just don't know if the upside is there with Mac. Yeah, I agreed. Like, do you think that Mac can be better than like Kirk cousins, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford. I, I, I mean, I think, I mean, here's, I mean, in terms of build, he can be like a Kirk Cousins, you know, like in terms yeah. of mobility in a pocket standpoint, because I think Derek Carr is more mobile and he's got a better frame. 
But for Mac Jones, I guess, you know, this was a really good learning experience, right? Like, I just think he's going to come back, right? And I think he still needs to get behind learning this offense and just honestly getting better at throws down the field, which you can improve on. Obviously, you can improve arm strength, but you can improve touch and you can improve accuracy on those type of throws. And I think he will do that. Um, And for Bell, I mean, I guess this is probably the worst defensive performance we've ever seen from Belichick. So, like, yeah, I mean, you know, one you know really bad stinker in 22 years it's not like you can completely lose faith um and i just i guess this just shows you know i was high on brian dable but i think people really need to take another eye you know look on him and especially the divisional round how do they fare on you know tough conditions on the road in that environment in arrowhead because they did do it on sunday night uh, a few weeks ago so uh, you know hats off to the bills i just think they they were more prepared more motivated this game in this Oh, sorry. Final point. Huge stepping stone for the franchise, because now yes. you're saying, hey, we're not the little brother. We're here to play. Yeah, I think Dabble clinched himself a head coaching opportunity. I'm sure he'll have his pick of the litter. Uh, Bill's assistant GM is going over to be the GM of the New York Giants. So, yeah, maybe keep, mm-hmm. keep an eye out. You see for- they leaked it a day ago. Yep. Do you guys see it? Yeah. Oh, you saw that, right? It was yeah. on the notifications of the website. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a Giants thing to do. You make a good hire, but you leak it the day before. Uh, <laughs> what game that we kind of weren't surprised to be a blowout was Buccaneers versus the Eagles. One thing I was surprised about in that one, though, was just how bad Jalen Hurts played. Like we've we've all had our different opinions on Jalen Hurts, but I think we all think he's a better quarterback than what he showed on Sunday. And now, you know, some Eagles fans have some questions going into next year. They've said they're sticking behind him. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that game and, you know, Jalen Hurts' performance and maybe his standing as an Eagles quarterback next year? This Jalen Hurts – oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I was going to say uh, – Yeah. This is probably the Eagles' most interesting offseason in, you know, years. Yeah. You got three first-round picks. You got a question of quarterback. You know, everyone is just wondering what does Howie Roseman decide to do because Hurts is cheap, he's talented, he has upside. But, you know – that whole second half of the season, he wasn't, he wasn't amazing. He got 250 yards once. And then I think he was under 200 every other game um, aside from that one. So you look at the tape on this Tampa game, you look at the tape from the second half of the regular season, which route do you go? You can stay with Hertz, use those picks to build around him, maybe a few defensive upgrades, another weapon, maybe, or you could trade draft capital. You can get yourself a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, maybe. I mean, it is going to be crazy. I, I, I'm really excited to see what direction they go with this. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a very tough decision for Ali Roseman. Yeah, I remember we did the stock up, stock down on the – yeah, so I, I, I'm going to defend Hurts um, on this game too, like I kind of did. I've been kind of doing throughout the year. I just think for Hurts, right, you, the Bucks. basically I – saw, oh, I saw a clip. Uh, I, I don't know if I sent it to you guys, but – they basically said that like they based they ran college defense because they just didn't think he could progress through the first read. They were like they were daring yeah. him to throw. I saw the like the quote graphic like he just can't read defenses. Yeah, like they they were literally daring him to progress through. They were like, you know what, we'll sit and we'll see if you can dice him up. And he showed his limitations as a passer, but I thought in the fourth quarter he showed again. I think a little bit of toughness. It was garbage just, time though. I know, but I think they showed what they are capable of with him. Like, I would still say, because, look, I'm doing the Pickett versus Corralvid. It's on the way. And I've been watching these two guys in the 2022 draft. And, you know, I did it for last year, too. So comparing it to last year, there is a 
not a I'm close to saying significant downgrade from you know the talent or the capabilities from the five that I looked at early last year. So, you know, with the three first round picks, this is a huge test for uh, Howie Roseman. And you know, I think honestly, in the next couple of years, if he doesn't hit on these picks, you're going to say, "Hey, we just made the playoffs. We had three first round picks, and you squandered this opportunity." I think that's you know a big telling test for him. But uh, for the Eagles, again, I think they do give Hurts another year. You, you can't go off a guy who, you know, won the games that, that you needed to, right? And yes, okay, they struggle in some of those, but they were close in the earlier Tampa game. They were close um, the Chargers game. So, so they've had some fight. It's not like they just got blown out. And I, you guys know how I feel about Nick Sirianni. I love him. So I, I think give this tandem another go. Yes, he's limited as a passer, but in 2023, you know, maybe you package your pick and move it on to the next round, right? Or sorry, next year. Who knows? You got some time. And I think it, it might look like the Eagles are doing the one thing we asked them to do this offseason. Remember this offseason, we were like, the Eagles for about three or four years now have not just given their quarterback a bill of confidence and said, you're our guy. And it feels like that's kind of what Nick Sirianni did last week. We'll see if they stick through with it. I mean, it's still very possible they select a quarterback in the first round and have a competition like that would not surprise me one bit and if they like a guy on the board more than they like Jalen Hurts I mean it, it's, the, it's the NFL like yeah you if you get the if you get that guy you can be the Bengals and make the playoffs in the second year with an incredibly young team and if you don't I mean you could be missing out on the playoffs every year or getting into that seventh seed and getting blown out on the wildcard game so like it's a really tough battle I mean I want them to whoever they yeah, go with that. give a bill of confidence but also like they have three first round picks. And if you have three and you, you just you draft two position players and you have one quarterback and you miss on the quarterback, that's, you know, that's okay. Because, you know, it, it's less of a risk because you have three first round picks. Jalen Hurts is already there. It's, it's a tough little, like, it's a slippery slope. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like, do you think that they could possibly take I, one? I, agree. I, I think it's just about upside, right? Like this is similar with the Dolphins and Tua, right? We were like, okay, you're going to make the playoffs. You got a playoff caliber roster. It's just what you do when you get there. And I guess we did see, you know, Hurts struggle. This was a game that, you know, usually you're not going to play in these conditions though, right? Like I feel like colder weather would help him more just because the run game obviously feel. And you also saw Philly get absolutely mauled in the trenches. Like the, I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it, but they no, were yeah, they got seconds. Run, buck, the Bucks run defense was there. And someone took note of this. This is the first time every starter has been healthy on this Bucks team since the Super Bowl. So um, and now we might have questions now, about that with yeah. Leonard Fournette, uh, Tristan Wirfs, who they put back in after he got injured in the game that they were going to blow him no, out. No, yeah, it was one drive. I, didn't, I don't know why. They wanted to test it, and it was one drive, and he said, yeah. Nah. So Ryan we'll talk Jensen about that also. Interview, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's save on that. Will Jalen Hurts ever win the Eagles a Super Bowl or even get them to one? I think it's still too early. I can't though. say that constantly. It's too early? Oh, my God. I, I, I still think – because, look, I he's can't only say that started fully for one year. Like, he's only gotten the keys for a season. And he's it's got a winning It's the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, but that's look, I mean, can he have the second year leap? Like Kyler was very limited as a passer his first year. I, I just don't, I just I want to see, I want to get one more year of it. The 2023 class is way better. See, right? but Kyler like, has far more passing talent, as does Lamar Jackson compared it's to it's not even about the draft class. You can get a veteran this year. You can get a Russell Wilson. You can get you have the I mean, yeah, if you have the cap, okay. If, if you want to make that type of upgrade, I wouldn't be opposed. It's I, you know, it's those caliber, either, but guys. it's just I wouldn't either. It's just, you know, morale of the team. And also like, you know, this puts an insurmountable pressure on the guys when Russ gets there, because you're like, you're a playoff team with Hertz and everyone believes Russ to be a way better version of him. Right. 
expectations will skyrocket for a very young team aside from, you know, some core guys that are still there from that 2017 team. There's only a couple that are really having a significant role. So I don't know. Time will tell, but I'm going to give him one more year. I think he deserves one. And then, but I do agree if the way your options, you've got, I mean, I guess the Eagles can argue too, that Nick Foles won them Super Bowl. So pretty much anything can happen no matter what you have at quarterback, but uh, the team is far less talented. I believe than it was in 2017 49ers Cowboys. I know you must've been excited for this one. Again, like we talked, like we started with the Raiders and, and the Bengals. Let's start with the controversy. Quarterback draw at the end of the game. Thoughts? What uh, are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I saw that. And obviously, I had like adrenaline in me, so I didn't even like process what was going on. I watched the game after. What in the world were you thinking? 14 seconds left, and you run a QB draw, and then Dak just moves the ball like three yards up. And then instead of giving the ball to the ref, which was bad on him, and then he has the nerve, you know, to blame the refs after the game. Mike McCarthy defends the call. It's just, oh, my God, what a mess. What a mess. And, look, I think Dak deserves that fine. I think he deserves that fine for, uh, you know, saying that the fans should have threw trash um, because of the refs. Because if you take 14 penalties, and keep in mind, half of those were pre-snapped, and none of them were controversial at all. It's on you. I don't, I don't know like how you can blame the refs when each one of those calls were the right call. Like I, some of them could have been a false starting instead of a neutral zone infraction, but for the most part, they were getting it right. And, you know, the Cowboys were just severely undisciplined and it was just an ugly game for him and a mess. And I saw somewhere that, you know, they were nervous and just unprepared before this game. And some aspects of this game, you could kind of see that. I mean, San Francisco was just a lot more physical. It just, I hate to say it, it, it seemed like they wanted it more. It just looked like that until the very end when Dallas decided to put up a fight and Jimmy Garoppolo wanted to throw a hideous interception right, right when he just should throw a great, like Jimmy Garoppolo-esque interception. So it was a very weird game. One that had me on the edge of my seat multiple times. Just bad coaching though. I, I, I'll say bad coaching on both sides, just because, I think Kyle Shannon was a little bit conservative at times. Um, obviously, he took the delay on fourth and one. I would have went for it there. Um, second quarter, instead of taking the field goal at Dallas' 22, I, I would have gone for it there. Um, I don't know. There, there were lots of opportunities to put it away, and you know we didn't capitalize on it. But unfortunately, at the end, you know we pulled through thanks to Mike McCarthy being very, very dumb. Okay, wait. I think it was a false start, not a delay of game on the, the fourth and one. Uh, no, but we took the delay. Wait, I thought. No, I thought it was a false. Wait, Jack, was it? Wasn't it false? Oh, right, right, right. No, yeah, it was a false. Trent, the Trent went over. Trent, I want to say you're thinking yeah. of a different game. Yeah, because I know what yeah, you're talking. Yeah, I might be. I might yeah, be. so yeah, it was. He got a delay. So, um, wait, wait, he got a false. A false start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm getting um, mixed up. Here's here's. I'm actually gonna defend the call. Like, I, first, it's I okay. First off, kudos for all three of us getting the SF upset. And Wait, which call are you defending the QB draw? Is that what yeah? Oh, okay, okay. And okay. uh, I know it's Cowboys with Clockman, it's just so funny, but I mean, I can't defend the penalties. Like, yes, it was a poorly coached game, that was that was no doubt. But the call, here's my thing okay, first of all, the actual execution was bad, like, fault 
three people are at fault here. Dak is at fault for not sliding earlier. The center is at fault for not giving it to the ref. And Dak was also trying to push That's it on down. Dak. Dak has to give oh, it to the ref. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Usually you need like seven That is true. Yeah, Dak actually. Playing spike. Yeah, I think just both were like sent. I think the center was just caught off guard, too. But I think like if the center knows you're giving it, then he should have also like tried. And then third is obviously the ref because I thought you should have sprinted with him as he's going. Like, That's true. Because the, what is happening behind you, right? Like as a ref, I've seen refs move with the play. So you are technically supposed to run with the play. The game is not over, right? And you obviously, if you know if he's going to run it, they're going to try and spike it. As a referee, I should be there or at least be there quicker. So I think all three were sort of at fault. But the call, here's my thing, right? I would much rather have, let's say he slides a little bit earlier. I think they were down at the 23, 24. Let's say he slides, okay, 26, okay? I'm much more confident in one shot from the 26 than I am two shots from the, I think it was 41, I'm more confident in that. Like, I just think you can get a better play. Like, the Niners already are kind of weak on the back end, right? And I feel like you can get a throw over the middle like we saw Herbert do on fourth down. I feel like you could get even a throw on the sideline that Dak threw earlier in the game. Uh, I would much rather take that chance. So I'm going to defend the call. Horrible execution, though. I mean, they said they practiced it, but I don't think they practiced it. Dallas only really – they really, really got going once they started to go to the quick game. And I think they should have been doing that the whole game. They they messed up on the coaching staff. The coaching staff didn't really help Dak. I mean, Dak had a pretty bad game, but they weren't doing him any favors. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying about, you know, if, if it was executed correctly, it's not the worst call, but at that point, if you're going to run over the middle, like it would be faster to just run and in with the receiver. And you know, they're giving you the middle of the field because they want you to throw it to the middle because they know you don't have any timeouts. So yeah, that's I, true. You do have 14 seconds. I, it's I also easier. Have... It's easier to execute. The ball travels faster than Dak can run. And if it's incomplete, then the, t- the clock stops. So yeah. it's also 14 seconds. That like, yeah, that's no, not so you, enough. Yeah. Time. They, they, even Romo was saying it. I believe Romo called the game. Yeah. He was saying like, that's, that's barely enough time for, you know, one play in mountain. Not even enough. Yeah. I don't think he said you would need and, like a few more seconds. And also if I'm the Cowboys, you know, I mean, I don't know how much like, you know, super or like not superstition, but like thoughts playing in the, like, you know, this is where you guys sort of struggle. Like you just don't want to play those kind of, you know, risky games, especially when your season's on the line, like that I'll, I'll give you, but I thought they were just really confident in the fact that they could get a 26 yard play. And I, I don't, I'm not mad at that. Um, But I think, you know, for the Niners too, as you said, Shrikar, Kyle Shanahan was a little, Again, the play calling in the fourth, you just got to be concerned with that a little bit, right? Like, yeah, I, I am. Yeah. And that's what um, I'm thinking about Zach Taylor, too. It's like the same argument I'd have for both coaches right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's yeah. Um, and again, I think I said this earlier, right? Dak is a B. Plus. I heard that from Coward, and I agree. Like, Dak is just a B plus guy. Like, he's a definition of a B plus. He'll have his insane moments and then they'll have his, you know, his have his have his downs. Is he really a franchise guy, though? That's what I'm saying. You got to ask him. You, you said he had a good year. I don't think he lived up to his contract. Like, I think and he now he definitely here in a terrible playoff game. Like, I yeah. don't know if he can win those games for you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Neither he's a franchise quarterback in the NFC East. Like, that's the billing. Yeah, and, see, that's that's what you're getting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, it's, all mess, but... teams, it's all about what you know what you're kind of getting with floor and ceiling. I think floor and ceiling has a huge pivotal part in the NFL, like, especially with, you know, important positions. And um, I don't even think it's like – there's some there's been some terrible quarterback performances over the years. I mean, you look at Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold have like half those games and we've witnessed them firsthand. Like Dak doesn't have those kind of matchups, but for some reason at this point in the season, the offense just goes stale. Like it's yeah, completely I, I stagnant. Know. 
it'll be yeah it'll be like one minute they're scoring you know touchdown after touchdown then the next minute it's like you know 50 yards on like six drives totally it makes no right? sense i don't i do not I get it they're and, too and, volatile know. they're too volatile in offense and that's why i'm not sold on kellen Moore. no mean, i don't think i'm sold on I'm not either. either but i still think he's a better coach than mike mccarthy like that's oh, the worst part of this whole mess is the fact I'm that mccarthy gets to run it back next year I just oh, man. see here's my problem, right? Because everyone talks about how free willing he is and he lets people do their job, but he's still handling the personnel. Yeah, he's still signing all like every decision. With, right? If he's letting everyone else do their jobs, his one job is to like, you know, deal with the players, run practice, just, yeah, and like call timeouts at the right time, and you know, not call QB draw. Or or just look at yeah, at know, the end of the day, McCarthy and learn it yourself, right? Learn McCarthy is their day, boss. Right? McCarthy's their boss. Like he's going to sign off on every single decision. So even that draw play, it's going to be on him and Kellen Moore. And, yeah, and for the Cowboys, I, I, like if he's really just like the manager of everyone else's jobs, like he lets everyone else do his job. Why is he still the head coach when you might lose Kellen Moore? You might yeah, lose just, other coaches from like, your coaches. Yeah, the Cowboys are looking at it like, oh, we won with one winning season with him. We don't want to give that up. Like I feel like that's like what they're thinking. I just don't. A winning season is not what it's the not Cowboys like, roster. Yeah, exactly. That's and it's not what. Cowboys should fans should be expecting it. You know no. they never expect that. This, so. I mean, this Cowboys team with all the talent they have should be expecting a Super Bowl. Now they've had some yeah. injuries. Their offensive line's always beat up, but I, I don't really want to defend the Cowboys right now. And for them, like this, I've heard this. A lot of people say this this week. This was their window. Like their contracts are were like a lot backloaded, so they're going to start kicking up Dak. Yeah. Uh, I believe Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I forget the other names, but like their contracts are going to get worse. Their cap situation is going to be pretty tough. You're not going to be able to bring back guys like Randy Gregory, who, you know, really helped boost your pass rush and improve the defense. Michael Gallup is almost foregone conclusion. He's, he's done as a Cowboy. I don't know. You're going to start like this Cowboy team has not been successful. And now you have to start adding some holes to the roster. I think, I yeah, it just goes down to show also like skill positions don't really win you games in the playoffs. Like I just, can you name me the last time, like the top, a top three receiver has won a Super Bowl? Like you Tyreek Hill. Only right. Tyreek. I mean, I don't think like he was Evans, top three though. Chris Godwin. I don't No, No, top three, like top three. In the was not top. Okay. Tyreek yeah. Hill. <laughs> no, I thought he was, I think he was four at his time when he won it. Like I thought that it was time. Four, Are though, we splitting hairs? Yeah. But like, I, I just think it's like, I feel like it's hard for you to win with like, just skill position like you that's not where you win games it's in the trenches like and look at well, what I mean, travis had. travis kelsey was also the best the tight end in the league. league huh the cowboys will argue they have one of the best offensive but I, I, that's what no no but they didn't win the line of scrimmage that day like i'm yeah, saying the game like game wise game wise yeah. when game by game obviously by talent you can go back and forth with them but i just think the game came down to the Niners getting pressure, right? And even when the Cowboys got pressured, Jimmy's pick was off. Uh, he was getting pressure on the pick. Like, I, I feel like you. That's just how you disrupt a good quarterback while they're on the field, right? There's two keys: when to keep him off the field, you got to get a good run game, and to keep him on the field in you know pressure situations, you got to obviously bring the house or win the line of scrimmage. And I think more than anything, more than anything though, they just beat themselves. I yeah. think it's all. Oh, of course, of course. But that's that's the McCarthy way. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's, th- that's what we've been talking about all, literally all the time for the last whole season, right? Can you stop beating yourselves over? Stop mm-hmm. doing dumb things when you're up or when you're in a favorable favorable position. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The Cowboys mm-hmm. are going to be in the crossfire of a lot of our offseason content, uh, okay. so we will spare them for now. Uh, Steelers, Chiefs. I mean, let's spend one <laughs> whole minute on this game. <laughs> It was close at the beginning, and then the Chiefs went nuclear, and the Steelers showed us who we've known they have been the entire season. Maybe like the most boring offense in the NFL. Uh, you know, I have respect. 
for the career that Big Ben has led. That's all I'm going to say. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns in the span of 11 and a half minutes. I mean, this was just, it was just a vintage classic Chiefs game. I, I mean, I was kind of, you know, a little bit worried at first when TJ Watt had that touchdown, you know, Chiefs are kind of faltering, but it just kind of seemed like, as usual, they flipped a switch, they got it going. So I don't really have much to say. I mean, I'm looking forward to this game against the Bills more than anything, but it was Mahomes being Mahomes and the Chiefs being the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs were just better than the Steelers. Just yeah. better <laughs> at all three phases. And funny, funny how that think, works out. Even when the yeah, even when TJ strip sacked him, or sorry, got sorry, recovered the fumble and scored, I wasn't worried at all. Like literally, at, because we've seen him come back down twenty four zero. We've seen him come back nine zero in the NFC or AFC Championship, and like they just come back uh, twenty to ten. So they they're used to kind of you know going nuclear after being behind so that's simply what they did as you mentioned Mahomes was spectacular and my homeboy reminded everyone that this little slump he was in was just a little slump and he is still a top three QB undisputed in football uh and then for the Steelers yeah Big Ben thank god he's gone all the games that he just beats us now we finally have a chance to sweep these guys uh in the regular season but uh yeah I mean kudos to a career hall of fame no doubt um, but the Steelers were just not – they were top three boring offense, them, the Bears, and the Giants. Um, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, like, Sayonara, I really wish we saw Herbert instead of you. And they made it. Maybe this is why we should have six teams in the playoffs, so we don't have to see the mm, – You want to get into that, mate? I would – No, have... not, not, not today. I mean, I, I already talked about the college football playoff, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. We'll get into that another day. Uh, Cardinals-Rams – I was at this game. It was, it was really ugly. Like it was you, everyone in the stadium kind of knew that the Rams were going to win within the first five to seven minutes of the game. Like it was, it was ugly. The Cardinals just did not have it. They were very sloppy. Um, they just didn't look prepared. And uh, you know, you hate to cop out with a statement like that, but like it was obvious who the better, more prepared, better coached football team was on the field. Kyler, 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 Kyler and Cliff. It's just, it just, it just didn't feel like he was ready or like he was even remotely prepared for that type of spotlight game. And it's kind of concerning to me because we're three years in. Like he's got to be ready for that at some point. And it still feels like he's a year away. And I don't know how many times we can keep saying that because he's got to be there already. Um, for Cliff, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely feel like he has to be on the hot seat next year um well they've got to renew his contract like it's not they don't even have to fire him it's just a question of whether he's coming back i a cliff i don't know what he's going to do but i had hoped that he's not the coach for the future because his teams are just always slumping keep in mind he had mahomes in college and kyler in the pros and even in college his team slump it's just they don't they don't maintain a consistent pace and they always falter near the end of the year. And I don't know. It's it's just very concerning if that's just a consistent thing. It had to be a concern as it, as he was getting hired. So I think Cliff has to be on the hot seat. And Kyler, I I don't know. I'm very disappointed in him. I'm disappointed in this Cardinals team. I think the Rams just came out and handled business. Uh, yeah, quickly. So here's my thing. I'm actually going to defend Kyler and Kingsbury. Uh, of course, I know. of course you're going to defend them. That's all you've been doing all episode. I have to like, here's why. Okay. 
they've been getting better every year. Like they're still taking steps. So it doesn't matter if no, you no, keep okay, but hold on. Though. So year four is usually when a QB like we've seen in past. Zach, Zach Taylor ever. and the Bengals went out and and you know won a playoff game. In I, no, no, year two I, coming I'm, off a torn ACL. No, no, I'm not saying. Right. So I'm not saying they're not at fault. Like. I'm just saying they shouldn't be getting heavily criticized. Like, I still think Cliff should get another chance. Like, this is still – he still made the playoffs. He still had a good start. And, yes, I know there's a consistent basis of him faltering in the end of seasons. Like, there was a graphic. I don't, I'm sure you guys yeah, saw Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, look, but Kyler and Cliff have been taking steps, okay? First, it was getting some wins against some good teams like the Seahawks the rookie year. Then 2020, one game out, but they were 8-6 and six and they had a really good start. Now here, same thing, made the playoffs. Okay, you lost the game. But I still think this is, this is I think, the final year because now you want to see progression, right? Because then if it goes back, I think you're done, right? In year four, you can confidently say the faith of a QB. I still have faith in Kyler. I think with D-Hop, it's a different story, at least in the first quarter. Um, I think they just wouldn't have gotten mauled offensively. Like the Rams, both offensively and defensively. Again, I hate saying it, but I'm going to reiterate it again. Playoff football is decided by the trenches. Um, as you can tell by literally every game that happened and honestly, every game in general, but yeah, the Rams just came to play more and on it. I mean, you know, cause here's the thing, Eric Weddle was miss messing up. Like there were miscommunications throughout that back end. And what do you call it? The pass rush really helped out. Like they really, I wouldn't say bailed them, but were pivotal. And I didn't really see again, shadow coverage from Ramsey. I saw him move around right a lot along the kind of box and outside. So that's why, you know, when people say like, Oh, even when I'm saying it too, I just don't think it would have changed the outcome just because he is, you know, matched up on more. And we'll talk about it for the matchups later in the preview. But I, I just think the Rams also on offense really like Cooper Cup, I think, is the best decoy now in football because he's always drawing double teams. And look at this. I mean, everyone's trying to tell me, look at Odell, look how good like he can't succeed being a number one. But look at him as a number two, like in single cover, he gets single coverage every snap and he thrives in it. So um it's just and he's got a cannon that was a dime piece thrown by odell uh yeah i think to sum up your points like i definitely think that they would have been far more competitive with deandre hopkins in this game but i also think that's like a signal like kyler without d hop was not that great and i think it's also like a testament to the cardinals need to start drafting better like they've hit on kyler but that was the number one overall pick like if you miss on the number one overall pick you're doing something wrong like outside of kyler and i got a couple pieces they found to be like starters like byron murphy i don't think it's a star corner but he's simmons solid. is looking he's good. good he's, he's good. solid uh isaiah simmons like yeah. he's getting better he's getting mm. better Zave, i mean but their first round pick this year Zayvon Zayvon collins, collins barely played I, I his best play i remember all year was on special teams yeah, yeah. They, they really have not found any you know pieces on the offensive line through the draft they really haven't found a receiver like christian kirk is i would say like a, a number three outside of that like Outside of Kyler, and, you know, they drafted Rondell Moore. He was okay at the beginning of the season and then kind of didn't use him all that much. They've really had nothing through the draft. Like, yeah, we thought that Josh Jones, remember during mock draft oh, season? Yes, we were all ended up drafting him. him in the third round, and, like, we really haven't heard his name. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think the Cardinals, like, yes, you know, it would be nice if DeAndre Hopkins was healthy, but also they need to, you know, make a better, more deep roster, and they need to start finding some more pieces to the draft because they really have not outside of Kyler. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Agreed. You guys ready to get into the, to the picture for this week then? Let's do it. I was telling these guys earlier, and I don't know if they fully agree with me, but I think divisional round 
of football is the single best week. I no, I of agree football of the entire year. I mean, it's bet it's better games in the wild card round, but more games in the conference championship. Like this is one that you mark your calendars for. It's week one, you know, Thanksgiving week, week eighteen in this case. And now we've got the mm-hmm. divisional round. It's an extremely exciting week, uh, and I'm excited to get into these games. First one, Cincinnati, Tennessee. Tennessee coming off of a bye. Mike Vrabel is 8-0, apparently, when having eight-plus days of rest for his mm. team. Uh, but he's getting the Bengals a very hot Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals. Who, who wants to start us off? I will. This has somehow become just the forgotten game of this weekend. And honestly, yeah. it shouldn't be. I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, Tennessee has been you know, pretty underrated. I don't see many people talking about them. I feel like they should be talked about. They've gotten a, gr- a lot of great wins this year. Obviously, they have the two against the Colts. They beat the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, the Rams, and you know those four teams are still playing. So on the other hand, Cincinnati, they got that explosive young offense uh, and a quarterback in Joe Burrow, you know, who can be the guy for the next you know, dozen years, who knows. I think this game is going to be a trenches game. I think it comes down to you know whether Cincy can actually out-physical Tennessee, and that's going to be tough to do. Um, but I think it's going to come down to that because Tennessee is going to be rested. They've got an amazing front four. Obviously, you have Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, Bud Dupree. I don't know um, if they can really match up physically with them for 60 minutes. So I'm going to take the Titans in this one. You want me to go, Jack? Uh, I, I, I can just kind of echo exactly what Trigar said because it's kind of the analysis I had. Like, so, I really want to take the Bengals. And I, I'm one of those people that have been, I guess, underrating, or I would just say sleeping on the Titans because. I just haven't been sold on them all year. Um, I think that they kind of lucked their way into the number one seed. Like they, they are not the same number one team as you look in the NFC and you got the Packers. Like it's a, it's a very different story. Um, I think they're a rather limited football team. I was pre playoffs when I was doing all my predictions, I had them losing just about every time, but it's just tough to do because, you know, you talk about the trenches and you've got Derek Henry coming back. Um, and I'm a little bit worried about Zach Taylor. Like, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm a little bit worried about Zach Taylor. The Titans aren't that much better in the trenches, but I I have some belief in their pass rush ability. And I think that is, you know, what you need in order to limit Joe Burrow's time to throw and you limit the big plays. Like, remember when we talked about last week, if the Raiders got pressure on Joe Burrow, they'd have a chance. They really didn't like Joe Burrow had Mm -hmm. a pretty sizable amount of time on most dropbacks. I think the Titans can figure it out. I really, really, really want the Bengals to win because I just think that'd be far more entertaining to have them uh, in the AFC Championship game. But I, I think I have to go with the Titans. And that's not even mentioned. We're getting Derrick Henry back. The Titans on offense are a completely different team with him in the lineup. So fresh legs, fresh foot. Derrick Henry could be dangerous. Uh, I got to pick the Titans. Oh, this one's tough. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because – I've uh, I love both QBs. You guys know I love Tannehill, and you know I love Burrow. And I think you know Tennessee struggled last home playoff game they had uh, last year, so it's it's not out of the question for them to come out, especially with two weeks of rest. You don't know what you're, you know, a little bit hurt momentum. But I'm glad they played the final week because they kind of had some. It's a good morale win going into the playoffs. I think they also didn't have much momentum to lose. That's the thing. Like they really stumbled that back half of the season. They were tons of injuries. Like. I don't think they lucked their way into the one injuries, but they choked. got a lot of great, wins. but they got a little good wins with the injury. Like they beat the yeah. Rams without Henry. Like if yeah, anything, I think that got them warmer. Like, I still think 
Yeah, I still think they're a formidable team. And here's the thing with like, I think the matchup you want to look at, obviously, Shrikar mentioned, and I feel like for every game, we don't even have to say it. Trenches. Like, if you look up our open transcript on our vids and you search up trenches, it'd be like everywhere. Every video. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think also another matchup is Jamar Chase, Christian Fulton. Uh, he is going to play. And I think, you know, the like we talked about this earlier, right? Man coverage is where he thrives, but it's also where you can beat him. So Fulton's, this is huge on him. And obviously Bayard will help out in, you know, too high shell, as I had said earlier. But this pick, it's, it's tough because I really want to go with Cincy. Like I really do. I feel like they, if anyone can come in there and just beat them, it's them. But I, I just feel like the Titans are going to lean heavy on that run game and, you know, especially them being at home. We've seen them be better at home this year than last. Key to stopping a good quarterback is with the run game. Keep them off the field. I'm going to go with Tennessee as well. I'm glad that we're not differing on this one because I knew that would be one yeah. that back and like bite me in the butt. Because I, I figured, you know, if 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 you went oh, to Bengals, I, there, go with I know you'd get it. Uh, I go with but my gut's telling me. I think this could end up being the best game of the whole weekend. It's San Francisco versus Green Bay Saturday night. Green Bay favored by five and a half right now. That seems a little bit generous to me. Uh, they This could be a case, like we said, Tennessee, having the week off lets them get healthy, uh, kind of build back. This could be the case, you know, Green Bay's now had not only the whole week off, but they had pretty, their starters had the second half of the Lions game off. They could be a little bit rusty. We've seen them struggle playing the 49ers. Is there a window for an upset here? It, either of you guys got the balls to take it. Oh, man, it's the biggest spread yeah. of the week. It's the biggest spread of the week. I think I think it's fair in some you know respects, you know. Also, who knows? I think you know the pack. Look, the Packers are the best team in the NFC, maybe the best team in the NFL, but their weakness is stopping the run. And guess what? The Niners love to do. They love to run the football and play physical ball. Can the Packers really match that for sixty minutes? I don't know, because they've had the worst run defense in the league over the past month. And if they can't get Jimmy Garoppolo to win the game, if they can't force him to throw, I mean, they're going to be in some, some trouble. And I think we could see an upset here. However, oh, Aaron Rodgers, come on. it's Aaron Rodgers. In come Lambeau. On. He has a great receiver in Devontae Adams going against a bad group of corners um, with an injured front seven. Uh, obviously, Bosa and Warner are hurt. They both look like they'll play, but I'm not expecting them to be 100%. It's going to be an injured front seven trying to pressure him. I'll say this. If the Packers lose this game, it'll be one of Aaron Rodgers' most devastating losses. I will say that. He has never gotten this monkey off his back. He just can't beat the Niners in the playoffs, and this is his best opportunity to. I think it, if he doesn't win this game, then there will be a lot of talk. So who are you picking? Oh, right. I'm going to take the Packers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not, I, yeah. not brave enough. Oh, this guy he's trying to jinx it but um Packers Niners doesn't get any better um Bakhtiari I think this is his first game playing right back from the if he does play yeah um I think he will he, you have to you have to play him same with Jair I'm pretty sure he's back in um so you get two guys and then you got two guys who are injured again this is just down. if you know Bakhtiari is there can he contain both so that's a tough matchup coming back um, so we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I mean, Lambo in the cold, right. This Niners team is a young team. They like this core, at least it's not the same as that 2012 core that, or 2013 core that went in there in the cold and one completely different team. I, I, the key is what they're they're schematically though. They favor, they're pretty, you know, favorable in terms of matching up with green, but honestly, out of any wildcard team, 
Um, yeah, this is not the matchup that Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay probably wanted you. I think Dallas, Ram, any of those, they would have loved way more than this one. It's a tough game. I'm gonna lean towards Aaron Rodgers though in the cold. I just I can't see how you lose. I feel like this has just been his year of just finally writing off everything. You never know, man. With the pack, yeah, you never. So pick the Niners then, dude. Come on. No, I'm not brave enough, man. Not brave enough. I told myself I wasn't going to, I told myself I was not going to like have too much faith in the Niners uh, and that I was going to take the Packers because they're the, the best team in the league so far this year. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. So many narratives, dude. It could be a Packers collapse or it could be, or, or it could be Rodgers finally writing. It's just, I don't you know. see, I don't know if I expect a Packers collapse. I feel like this, like the last time that these two played in the playoffs, it was a blowout. Like the Niners absolutely wiped the floor. They were the better team. What? They were the better team. But they also ran the ball. And they're I'm, I'm it expecting it to be a much closer game than, than that. Like, True. I think that the Niners yeah, can still have, I think they can still have mm. success. I do not expect either team to get blown out. I think it'll be a three point game either way. Uh, like it's not, I, I don't think that the Packers are going to beat the Niners by more than five and a half, <sighs> but do I pick the Niners or do I pick the Packers? It is. <sighs> See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, team wise and narrative wise and schematically everything is telling me to pick the Niners right now, but there's like one guy that's, that's holding me back. And it's Aaron Rodgers. Like it's Aaron Rodgers is incredible. He's been the best regular season quarterback for two straight years now. Mm. You know, I, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they <laughs> have an, I think they have a real chance. I think that they match up very well with the green Bay Packers the running, the rushing attack. I, I you're right, Sugar. They've had a really, they've had a really poor run defense. They, they do get some guys back, but the Niners, I think, like if Bosa and or Warner were not playing in this one, I think it'd be much tougher for me to pick the Niners. But you know what, Jack? I'll I'll switch my pick. I'll go Niners. What? With you. I'll go Niners with you. I'll leave this I'll leave guy. Him. This I'll guy over here. Damn. I'm a load of this guy. Eh? I'm Come I've been thinking now. about it, man. I've been thinking about it, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, let's are, we become, are, we like, are we allowing that? Are we allowing that? What do you think? Sure, we can. It's still on camera. All right. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that was one thing. I think San Francisco 49ers, they, they really match up well with the Packers in this one. Uh, but if I'm, SF wins, I'm only giving Jack credit. Yes. All right. Well, as long as, as, long as I get my <laughs> credit, it's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, All right. The record will still stand. Yeah, the, the other yeah. NFC and NFC West team uh, in the playoffs is the Los Angeles Rams. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 12 p.m. Pacific time. Buccaneers favored by two and a half. Uh, I've gone last every time, so I guess I can start. There's been the narratives that there's like three people in football that you never bet against, right? It's Nick Saban, it's Bill Belichick, and it's Tom Brady. Oh, don't. Oh, no. Don't do this. Oh, wow. Two weeks ago, we saw Nick Saban to this. Okay. the Georgia and the National Championship. Last yep. week, I got burned. Bill Belichick. Oh, that's the wrong finger to keep up after counting down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a, there's a legitimate chance that like, Tom Brady could lose this game. Uh, the Buccaneers are a little bit banged up, especially on the offensive line. And we talked about the trenches, the defensive player of the year uh, and, and Aaron Donald and, you know, all the other guys on that, that uh, Los Angeles Rams defensive line were feasting against Arizona. Tristan Wirfs a little banged up. Ryan Jensen got banged up a little bit. Not sure how much the, you know, the Buccaneers can run the ball if it comes down to that. And their secondary, like, while there are some pieces and it's been playing better as of late, they've struggled 
uh, somewhat this year. And they've struggled against teams with a lot of firepower. And the Rams right now have some of the most firepower in the league. Van Jefferson guaranteed like 140 plus yard reception every game. Odell Beckham Jr. has been great as a number two wide receiver. Cooper Cup's been one of the top five best players in the league on the entire season. It seems like he just always ends up with 10 catches for at least 80 yards and a touchdown, even if he's like barely getting the ball uh, early in the game. So, you know, I've talked myself into it. Uh, I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams in this yeah. one. I know it's hard to bet against Tom, but I said that last week. It's impossible to bet against Belichick, and that did not pan out well for me. This is a very, very, very fascinating game. <sighs> Obviously, the Bucks are hobbled offensively. No God when he's out for the year. Werfs and Jensen are both questionable. And that's going to be a problem because the Rams have Floyd, Miller, some dude named Aaron Donald. He's going to be lined up inside. I mean, hopefully he makes a big impact. My question is, can Tampa protect Tom Brady enough? And when on defense, who is going to be covering Cooper Cup and OBJ? Like every single matchup is forcing me to think that I should go with the Rams. But can you really believe in Matt Stafford against Tom Brady? That's like, the thing. Like, this you, is, a, this is exactly what I said him? last week. Like, I, I, I felt like I, you know, almost perfectly picked, you know, what the Rams were going to do. They, the ball wasn't in Stafford's hands to make those big plays the entire game. They were able to run the ball pretty well. You know, I'm going to go with the Bucs just because I trust Tom Brady more than Matt Stafford in a playoff game. I said this all the way back in week three. If the Bucs and the Rams saw each other again in the playoffs, I would take the Bucs, and I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to take Tampa Bay here. This this is my favorite match for the week. This it's one amazing. by far for me. Um, you guys know how I love my boy Cooper Cup. Debo's still in. Both, both those guys are still in. Um, but, look, I saw a video the other day where it was like, everyone's giving this quote-unquote great analysis on how the Rams should win. And then everyone's like, who picks the Bucs is like, but they have Tom Brady, though. It's more than that. I'm going with the Bucs, and here's why. Um, their run defense, right? How did L.A. win the first playoff game? Not in Stafford's hand. You, I was going to get to that. They ran, they won it by running the ball. And, yes, Akers cost them a little bit of, you know, yardage throughout the game. And, yes, um, you know, what do you call it? Like, the best play was the pass to him, 40 yards. But they ran the ball down the throat. So they completely one-time possession, wiped out Arizona in a quarter. Right. I think by the first quarter, you knew it was over. And that only happens by running the ball. Uh, so I feel like Tampa can stop that. Uh, I trust their defensive line way more than I trust the Rams offensive line, which is honestly saying a lot. That says a lot to the Bucks D. And as you said, Jack, I know their back end has been injured or sorry, you know, bad all year, but it's also been injured all year. This is the first time they're fully healthy. I love the safeties, how they play. Um, and yes, I trust Tom Brady more than Matt Stafford. And I think in a home playoff game, it's going to be really hard for a guy, you know, who's been pretty good in divisional games as of late, uh, you know, especially this past decade. Uh, but, you know, we've said that, and the Rams have won now two straight against Tom Brady. They're 2-0 against Brady in the Bucks uniform. So it's hard to go against it, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick with Tom Brady here. It's, it's a tough one. And for me, that sets up Niners, Rams, and or NFC championship. Oh, oh my, no. If that were to happen, oh, <laughs> no. I would be so mad. Actually, I'd I love, I love Niners it. Bucks, and I'd love Niners Bucks. No, too. no, I would really want Niners Rams just because I feel like, oh, great. If I say I really it, I'm only want, it's, I, I only want Niners Rams or Packers Bucks. Like, I don't want any yeah, other. Niners Bucks would be a good one. I, yeah, but like, no. Physical teams. I'm sorry. I'm I think it would be nice. I'm sorry. It would I'm be sorry. a good one, but it doesn't matter who you're picking. It's just, it'd be a good game. 
Also, go know. back to, to Packers and, and the Niners. How long into the broadcast will it take them to mention Aaron Rodgers getting passed on by the Niners, wanting to be a Niners fan? They're going to do it within the first five minutes. As soon as he takes the field, they're going to say it. And how long will they wait to mention Mostert's 220-yard game? I feel like maybe a minute. <laughs> and how long, they're, they're they're going, how long are they going? They're literally going to mention his previous three games versus the Niners in within a minute. I guarantee it. Probably. No, how long are they going to take? How long is it going to take to mistake Joey with Nick? Oh, they are going to mess it up. They did it so much during the Dallas. Game. It's just so annoying. They're also they're very different like sizes and like yes. builds. It makes no sense. Uh, oh, last game, it. best game of the weekend. I mean, this oh, is yeah. we've been building up to this game uh, since last year. Like these were the two big powerhouses in the AFC. They're playing each other. Three thirty. Not a not a night game. Uh, but it's on Sunday. Three thirty. Chiefs favored by one and a half. It's the Chiefs and the well, Bills. It's a night game for East Coast guys. And it, uh, that's true, I guess. Uh, you have not you have not started yet. I don't. Think I'll start. Was, I'll so start. You start. I will start. Yes. Um. Damn, man. <laughs> I, why? Josh was here. This is a this is a rematch. Um. Now I think here's one of the biggest. Re- I'm gonna say it right away. Here's one of the biggest reasons why I'm picking the Chiefs. Okay. It's very hard to beat a good team twice. Like I just I for me. I don't know what it is for a good team. You just, it, you, it's so hard to sweep them. Like, you know, the, the saints never fully swept like Brady. I mean, I guess this year, but like in the playoffs, they didn't like that. He was the one who out. I just, I feel like Mahomes is going to get the last laugh and it really sucks to say, because I feel like if this was at Buffalo, things would have been different. But the fact that this is at Kansas city again, right. I just don't see how they get embarrassed twice in a row. Like, I think the game was like 30 to 13 at one point, Buffalo, uh, you know, primetime this year. I just don't see how that happens again. And I, I think that was part of Mahomes' little skid. He's way more confident than he is now. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I, I really don't want to. I really want to see Josh get through that hump because I think this is the one hump he needs to get. I feel like if he gets past this game, they will go to the Super Bowl. I will say that. Uh, but yeah. Oh, also the Bucks pick. I forgot to say is contingent on Worf's injury. Sorry. Yeah. So, me too. Yeah. So. All right. Best I'm game of the see. weekend. Maybe the best game of the season. Um, Buffalo's won five straight. Kansas City's won ten of eleven. Oh. It's like both teams are looking for revenge too. Buffalo's looking for revenge from AFC Championship. Chiefs are looking for revenge from Week Five. So it's going to be very interesting. Both teams are definitely Super Bowl worthy. So it's going to really suck to see one of these teams get eliminated. Um, I think it's going to come down to whether, you know, Josh Allen's legs. Again, I'm going to mention it again. Can he run wild? Which QB is going to be more comfortable in the pocket? Which O-line shows up? Oh, my God. I can't bet against Mahomes in the playoffs. I, I literally can't. Not in the divisional. I'm going to go with Mahomes and the Chiefs here. Mm. I feel like such a menace for varying with you guys on just about every game up to this Going with the Bills, isn't he? I'm going with the Bills. Uh, There you go. I think, and I don't know if you guys would agree, maybe this is just the same takeaway that I've had kind of for the whole Chiefs season. They have had some amazing games, but I still don't think they've shown up. Like, I still think that they're kind of in a slight skid. Like, I have not seen, I don't think I have seen a complete performance from this Chiefs team. At least this back half of the season like they've had some great games but i still feel like those there's always been some problems like what about wild card there was such a slow start that, that was only complete in like Dude, they the went the entire round. first quarter without doing very like anything uh, yeah I, 
I mean, the Washington game. I mean, well, I guess you know, you don't want to really count that because they're not that good. But no. I mean, when they saw when they saw Pittsburgh in the regular season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Game. yeah. I I just I still feel like there's that there's like the boogeyman in the Chiefs closet. Like I just think that there's still something up with this team. I don't think that boogeyman. we've seen like a complete performance. We saw a complete, I would say, perfect performance from the Bills last week. Defense and offense, a perfect performance from the Bills. I think they need. That's to hard that to again. do. That's I know it's hard to do again, again, but like, I don't know. I think both Goliath, man, it's so hard. Like, I mean, hey, we'll continue. Why, why else do you think? So, I mean, both of these quarterbacks, like, I know it's Mahomes, I know it's Allen. I think they're on the same level right now. Like, I still think Mahomes is the better quarterback, but they're playing at the same level, and they have been. And I, like, I think you're right. Like. The extra added thing is Allen has his legs. I think that he can run the ball pretty effectively. Um, Whether they take it away or not, like if you're taking it away, you're probably leaving something else open. Uh, The Bills have been getting production from everyone on their offense, uh, whether it be Devin Singletary, Gabriel Davis, uh, obviously Stephon Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox. The offensive line has played, you know, better. I I don't think it, I I think that that, like, it's kind of a wash, like the, the, the battle. It's its own. What? It's held its own. Yeah, but I think it's a wash between, you know, both teams in the trenches. I think they're both pretty solidly the same level on both sides of the ball. I don't know. I'm just feeling the Bills. Like, I, I'm just feeling the Bills. They're riding got, in with momentum. So you know, Bills, Bills, Titans. Yeah, Bills, Bills Titans. Titans. I would have, I would have Bills, Titans. Uh, rematch, Damn, I feel actually. Bad for taking game. all the favorites. I, but for coming into the season, I said, you know, I think the Chiefs have some Super Bowl hangover. I don't think that's faded. I think we've been distracted. I think we've been distracted by some big blowout wins that, that I don't think are like perfect performances. The bills put together a big blowout win. And I think it was perfect performance. That's more trust. That is going to be a great weekend. I got, I got to, I got to pay off my preseason take uh, and take the bills in this one, man. That's a good point about the hangover, but we'll we'll see next week. I can't bet against Mahomes, man. I just can't. We'll see you next week, but yeah, I think this I, is. I think this is the AFC Championship game. I mean, it should. I yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. I like the. I got a story for you. Like, I got. I'll spoil. I, like, I'm not afraid to spoil my pick. No matter if the Titans win, I'm picking whoever wins this one. Like, really? Okay. I okay. Mean, well, I would. Differ. I, if the Titans look good, I don't know, man. I would differ. Really? I, All right. Yep. I think there's well, an argument to be made. You guys got any more points uh, for divisional round? Back to the wild. Uh, Baker, not division round, but Baker had a successful surgery. Wishing him nothing but the best. Road to recovery. Um, <laughs> just my little Brown segment for you know they're out. I was gonna say yeah, you hadn't mentioned them all episode actually. Yeah. No, that's not true. Yeah, you said it was out. it was kind of sad they were in the playoffs. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I think that's the only thing you know. Wrong Ohio team. It should be us against uh, the Titans this week, which you know we probably would have won. But it's all good. It's all good. Well, you'll be back next season. I'll probably pick you guys to win the Super Bowl again. Hey, go Niners, man. Go Niners. Niners. Uh I'm rooting for the Niners in this one. Like, I want to see them. I would, dude, I would love your matchup. Like, I feel like that's my favorite one. That would be, because I'm all about narratives. Like, you know that. I feel like the biggest narrative game is honestly Bills, Chiefs, and Bucks, Rams. Those are the bigger narrative ones. Do you, do you really want to see the Niners in the playoffs or in the playoffs, Super Bowl? Yeah. No. Yeah. Obviously, he does. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Rogers or Sean McVay out of the the West, and I want to see out of the or sorry, not the West, the the a- NFC, and then out of the AFC, I want to see Josh Allen uh, 
or Joe Burrow. I think I think Bills Rams. Like I want the Super Bowl to be a matchup we have not seen this year. Yeah. That would be cool. I, I cannot like believe the, too, and after... you know what? Trending with the NFL history, it's always kind of like that. It's always a different matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen we we have seen, you know, well, Chiefs Bucks like, last year was something we saw. That's what I'm saying. No, no, but it wasn't a rematch of anything. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone's trying to look for a Chiefs Bucks rematch. I'd love I'd love to play the Chiefs again, honestly. Yeah, because that means you Get made some the revenge. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, exactly. We're talking oh, about Super Bowl man. matchups. Dude, you know what's the one that's tearing me now? The Chiefs Bills now. Like, I feel like you gave a really good case about the Super Bowl hangover, but I just feel like it'll hit them a little bit later. And um, the but Bengals Titans, too. That one. Uh, these are all tough. I mean, that's that's what you're going to get at this point in the season. I, I just cannot believe I picked the Niners to make the NFC Championship game after the season they've had so far. I know. Like, that's why we were thinking – you're thinking after really that Colts game. Stuff. Here's the problem, too. If my thing works out perfectly, I said earlier in the season, I think the Niners get further than the Rams yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> I, did. I, I oh, did. yeah, you both you did. did. And I said, no. Oh, no. So I'd have to pick the Niners to make the Super Bowl. Oof. If Niners-Rams oh. happens, I might just pick the Niners because every time I pick the Rams, yeah. the Rams every <laughs> single time, it has cost me for the last three years. I'm not doing it again. Oh. <sighs> I don't... I just, but you know who I'd be rooting for. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. We know who you're rooting for. That's all we've got for you guys for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed the super wildcard weekend and we hope that you enjoy the divisional round. We say this every time after picks, but if you go to our Instagram, you guys can vote too uh, because you guys, I think, what was their record last week? I didn't quite see which ones they went. I think they went six and oh, too. They went six and oh. Six and oh. So yeah, all you guys got to do is keep up that pace. Uh, Jack and I are different on. Three. We're different on, uh, yeah, three of the four. So it's going to be a big week. Uh, the playoff picks could be won this week. So make sure you go vote on our Instagram. Polls will be up probably today. Uh, Shrigar's on that. I don't know when he's going to get to it, but uh, probably up today. <laughs> I'll do it today. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We hope you guys have a great weekend. We've been the Cole Hardwick Podcast, and we will see you next time. <laughs>